take a short break. Um, and I will explain a little bit of a difficult uh, verse in this Parsha, the end of the Parsha, Parsha's Emir. Well, first I will share with you a story um, about the holy uh, Tzadik of Bardichev, known as the Rebbe Yitzchak of Bardichev. And one of his unique qualities, besides being a great rabbi, he was a contemporary of the Alter Rebbe, of the Shneir Zalman, the founder of Chabad Chassidus, and they were actually Bechotanim, their children married. So it was uh, uh, a lot of connections over there, and um, the Rebbe Levi Yitzchak, as well as the Alter Rebbe, suffered a lot from the opponents of Chassidim. Uh, Rebbe Yitzchak to the extent that they chased him out of his city for a while so they both uh, suffered for the same cause but in any event one of the unique qualities of Rebbe Yitzchak was that he could never see anything bad about any Jew so even if it was a Jew who was not religious or a Jew who maybe violated even some of the um, very important mitzvot but still he'd always find something nice to say so the story goes that one time he walked out of shul on Yom Kippur and as he was the break in the shul in between the uh, services, a short break, so he goes out for some fresh air. So he goes out of the shul, he comes into a young Jewish non-religious person on Yom Kippur. And that person unfortunately is eating a big sandwich and smoking a cigar all on Yom Kippur, you know, <laughs> smoking a cigar and eating a sandwich on Yom Kippur, and you know, and the Rebbe Levi Subadichev bumps right into him. So what is the Rebbe going to say to such a guy who's, who's stooped to such a level that he goes and he eats in the public place on, on Yom Kippur, he eats and smokes on Yom Kippur. And Rebbe Levi Yitzchok says to him, you know what, I envy you. He says, Rebbe, why, why would you envy me? I mean, what is there to envy about me? He says, I'll tell you what the Talmud says. The Talmud in Maseches Yomo says that a person who does teshuva, if you repent, and if you do it, teshuva ma'ava, you do it in a proper way, out of love for Hashem, then all the sins that you have done are going to be turned into mitzvot. So, the Rebbe says, can you imagine if you only did teshuva, how many mitzvahs you would have? Because all your sins, he says, I can try to do all the mitzvahs all my lifetime, but there are many sins that you've done, and all of a sudden they'll just boom, they'll turn into mitzvot. So he says to the Rebbe, he was a wise guy, so he says to the Rebbe, he says, Rebbe, wait till next year, you'll in, even envy me even more. <laughs> Be a lot more availers. <laughs> but the story goes that the Rebbe is actually uh, sort of finding the good brought him close and he changed his ways. And by next Yom Kippur, actually, he did Teshuva. And what is the reason the Alter Rebbe explains in the Tanya? Why would the sin turn into a mitzvah? I mean, okay, maybe. God forgives him for the sin. God will not punish him for it. But why should it become a mitzvah? It's, 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 it was a violation of the law. Delta Rebbe explains that usually when a person does teshuva, he returns, it's with more force 
and it's with more power. Just like when a person finds himself in the desert, you are more thirsty than you are in the dry land because if there's no water available, then the thirst becomes greater. The thirst of someone who has transgressed and gone the other way, the thirst to connect to Hashem and the urge and the level of love that he has for Hashem is greater because he comes from a far away, from a distant the drawing and the push is much stronger than somebody who's always been close. It's like a child who's away from the father, so the yearning is so much more than somebody who's always there. You know, what, what you get used to all the time, you don't appreciate it, but if you're far away. So the, it turns out that what caused him or her, the, the, this level of thirst Hashem, was the fact because they were far away, because the violation, so it turns out that that violation of the laws is that gave him the force to become now even stronger, closer to Hashem. That's why that becomes the mitzvah, because that actually brings the force to the mitzvahs that he's doing. The Rebbe uses this idea to explain. At the end of the parsha, we read about a... Uh, a terrible incident in which uh, a, a man went out and blasphemed Hashem. And uh, basically, uh, the verse gives us the name of his mother, of the mother of this fellow. And, um, and Rashi says, why do we need to know who his mother was? Why is it important to, to say about the mother who she was? Uh, so Rashi explains, Rashi says, because this is to tell us that this was only one person, this was just one family, this woman, she had that son. That is basically to say, it was only, she was the exception. Everybody else, nobody did things like that. The only one, of the, and that's why the Torah says the name, to say to you, there's only one name, there's only one person like that, there's nobody else like that. So the Rebbe asks, why would we want to make all other people lo looking good on the account of somebody making somebody looking bad. So we're saying she looks bad and say she's the only one. So we're giving everybody credit and saying she's the only one. Why would we want to do, why would we want to degrade even one person so that we can understand that nobody else was like her? But the Rebbe says that you actually look in deeply, you say that the fact that the Torah says there was only one person, nobody else like her, so that means that that gave the impetus for the other people not to do what she has done. That is actually what bails her out herself. It's actually in the depth, it turns out, that her teshuva, her uh, makeup is from the fact that we're telling everybody that she's the only one, so that people are not going to follow. So that turns out that she has the zechus, she has the privilege of uh, being the ones to stop other people from doing what's wrong. So therefore, the Torah is not really degrading her, but actually giving her the opportunity to uh, help herself and become on a higher level. You know, he used to sit by, <laughs> used to be by, the, when the rabbi used to be his fabrengan, so they used to be, in the back of the rabbi, they used to be like lined up all the important people like, with the white beards and the you know elderly people, the older Hasidim used to sit behind the Rebbe, and uh, so always 
people would think, oh, this is, look who's behind the Rebbe, you know, this, these are the very important people. But there was one of the people who was a kind of a joker a little bit. He says, no, 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 he says, I'm up there not to show, to tell everybody, don't be like me. <laughs> he says, we're not there for you to say, hey, these are the great people. He says, no, no, don't be like me, be truthful. Be, be. He took it in a way. Sometimes when you show an example, you say, don't do like I do. So even though if I made a mistake, but if other people are learning and they are protected, that becomes a privilege for the other person as well. So it's not to degrade anybody, it's not to find fault, but actually to give them a chance to uh, bail themselves out. That's how the Rabbi explains this. This particular. Okay, we'll have a matter. Cheskel Shavach. We'll have a matter.